Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to yet another fantabulous episode of Let's Colour, Lifting the Lid. So we are very happy to have you along today for the very special series, special series of Let's Colour podcast, where we talk solely about changing rooms, which is brilliant. I know. How do we get away with we this? We get paid for this, you know. I know, it's awesome, isn't it? It's brilliant. What the, we've got or the best fired. jobs in the world. We, we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should be doing something else, really. That's yeah, what we probably. haven't told everybody. So we have another fantastic show lined up for you today. The fourth podcast show in the Changing Rooms special series so far. Just what have we got in store today, Marianne? Well, as ever, kicking off today's episode, we are going to dive into the latest Changing Rooms episode aired earlier this week. We'll discuss and review fabulous designs and try to give you some behind-the-scenes insight into what really happens during filming. It was a fantastic episode this week, so I can't wait to chat some more on that. Then, Marianne, we will be welcoming our very special guest for today, the absolutely fantastic Anna Richardson. She is, of course, the fabulous host of the new new series of Changing Rooms, so we will be chatting to her about the new series, what it's like to present such an iconic show, and of course doing that alongside some designer heavyweights. Yeah, then we'll be doing something slightly different with Dr Dulux, as we won't be taking your questions, but we will be talking you through how you can look to create some of these looks for yourselves, and try out those techniques in your own home. And... Finally, we'll be revealing what we have got in store for next week's episode. They're having us back again. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So do stay with us throughout the series for even more from the show and to find out if they've caught us out and we actually should be doing something else. (laughs) Shall we crack on? We should crack on. I can't wait to get going for this week's episode. It's going to be a good one, Steph. Absolutely. Let's do that. (laughs) So in the latest episode, we were in... Barnstable. Mm. Following the journey of our two couples this week, actual neighbours, Sarah and her mum, Lynn. And I loved Lynn. She was one of my favourites, I think. Yeah. And of course, Tom and Richard, who lived next door. So, of course, they live in sunny Barnstable. I hope it's sunny there, at least anyway. Um, And they are firm, firm friends. So let's hope fingers crossed for them um, that they are still talking after this week's reveal. Marianne, what did you think of this week's episode? I thought this episode was the most joyful, uplifting. I absolutely loved this. I I had a big, I actually had a little cry. I had a little cry. cry. I I did. I had a little cry. I loved these friends. These friends were lifelong friends, weren't they? they? Were. And real friends. Mm, and I just loved it. And they really knew each other mm. as well. They really, really knew each other. And I thought that that was magical, absolutely magical. So yeah, I love this stuff. This is definitely, I think, up there as one of my favourite episodes for sure. Yeah. Obviously, I don't have a favourite because they're all <laughs> fabulous. But yeah, I just, you're right. Beginning to end had a smile on my face. Just the almost like the bit of drama in this episode with the whole kind of conversation about brown which we will come yes, on to later yes, um yeah. and then the sort of the you know the highs and lows of going through that yeah. process and then seeing just the raw emotion at the end yeah. of how much those friends just connected over this you know beautiful kind of design work they'd done yeah. for each other it was just yeah. so and special there was, there was something element about these two rooms were lost rooms weren't they they were they were lost rooms i mean i love the floor drobe the floor uh, drobe yeah Sarah's bedroom and so there's clothes everywhere so she she you could you could see this sort of expression of creativity and she was just so full of life and bubbly and all of the beautiful shoes she'd got and all of this kind of like madness that yeah. needed a little bit of organizing but not too much organizing because that was just the essence of her that kind of amazing fun and and then the boys who had a room that just 
yeah, it was neglected. It was a nowhere yeah. room. It was a nothing. And yet these these guys were just so full of of life and fun. They deserved these makeovers. So I absolutely loved it. They yeah. definitely did. They felt like rooms, exactly that, that were just a bit unloved. Yeah. And nobody really knew what to do with them. Yeah. And and it's a shame because, as you said, they were clearly creative people. Like yeah. I had major major crushing on Sarah's <laughs> wardrobe. You know, with all of the all of her kind of style was was kind of there. And unfortunately, all on the floor, yeah. which is uh, definitely something that um, obviously. Lawrence set out to to, to rectify. I love the fact that Lynn also had that Sarah's mum should Lynn had this crush on LLB. He, yeah. she, he was absolutely besotted. <laughs> I, I loved I loved that. And I'm not even sure. I'm not sure even LLB oh. could handle Lynn, you know. Because yeah. she yeah, was no. quite feisty, <laughs> she wasn't was, she? She was. She was. <laughs> she was. And not the design shy. manifesto, Boho Baja, I just thought that was really, really lovely. I thought it was absolutely perfect for that. So this kind of Bahaman, you know, in the Bahamas, the hotels and the, the kind of amazing expensive veneers that, that Lawrence had got, this idea of of sort of super luxe, but an intri- intricate detailing. I kind of was worried when he started to describe what there was because I thought, God, is that too much? And then I thought, no, yeah. no, it's not too much. He deserves this. And, and also like knowing what she was saying and knowing Sarah's taste, mm-hmm. you know, she's quite like liked those sweeter colours, like mm. those more pastel colours, the pinks and blues and mm. yellows. And I guess the more obvious colours that you think of when you think of like kind of coastal seasidey kind yeah. of vibes. But I'm really glad Lawrence went down that completely different route. It was a glamour. It was the glamour. It was. And it, was like it was the sort of deco glamour as well that he bought in. It was really subtle it was design. Really I really loved it. It was something it was I was not expecting no. it. And that's always the fun of watching well, watching any designer at work, so mm. both of them. So, so you know, Russell and Jordan and 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 Lawrence, they're just amazing masters of their craft when it comes to creating something that you're not expecting. Exactly, that you're going to really love. And but that's really livable as well, because mm. I think if um if if Sarah had walked into a room that was, you know, that those really kind of peachy, pastely. Mm you know, really sweet looking like tones in her mm. bedroom. I'm sure she would have liked it. Yeah. But, you know, would it be a bedroom that she could kind of relax and retreat to and feel like yeah. a I think she described herself at the end as like a felt like a princess. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. even though, yeah. you know, we've got to talk about it, the walls were brown. I ultimately. Know, well, I mean the, the B word. The B word. Brown. brown. Brown is one of those colours that is kind of like it's it's well it's just people don't like it, do mm. they? And yet was absolutely perfect. It was. It, it was, was the perfect proper, choice. Proper color, and everything just sat beautifully on it. And that beautiful wood effect that he created as well. Of course, that's a brown. Wood is brown. We say we don't yeah. like color, but all of the beautiful natural mm. materials we surround ourselves in our home are generally brown. They are. Yeah, those mm. colors of nature. Mm. Not only the greens, but mm. also the browns. And I don't know whether it's just the word brown. It just sounds like a rubbish word, doesn't mm. it? Maybe yeah. should come up with a different, <laughs> yes, a different should, word yes. than brown. Bronze or bronze. something. A bronze. Yes. That's that's think of much something. better, much yeah. better. Saddle, bark, yes, all of the other words. Sounds much better mm. when you say it like that. But um, so what? What I just thought were great was was obviously that rum and coke effect. It definitely gave that that you know brown um, a bit more life yeah, and a bit yeah, yeah. more kind of personality and a bit mm. more texture mm. and really recreated a lot of those influences that you just talked to those mm. kind of veneers and that kind of expensive boutique hotel kind of yeah. look. I really really like that. But then cleverly. I think what made the whole scheme was then he injected those other like, you know, proper 
pops of colour with mm. the pink and the blue in the upcycled cabinet yeah. unit yeah. and the cherry plum pink colour that he put in that dressing room. Yeah. I thought that was just genius. Yeah, I thought that was, was a really, really good use yeah. of those colours that yeah. was clearly going to tick a lot of boxes Absolutely. for Sarah. Delights of the senses. And, of course, he did a little bit of Lawrence showing off with the wood, grain effect and the beautiful stencils. And I think that rum and coke effect, when it first started going on the walls, I was thinking, oh, Lord, no, what is going on here? We're back, and, in, yeah. back oh, in the no, 90s. Back in the 90s. Yeah. Please stop yeah. now. But then, of course, they created that perfect broken colour backdrop yeah. for the stenciling on top, which was lovely. And that was, that was just delightful. That just brought the whole room to life for me. All of those incredible stencils. So intricate, so individual. It was really lovely, really lovely finishing yeah, touch. Yeah, brilliant. And, and I just... I really felt for the boys when they when they when they did that get your lids off moment and uh, and Lawrence showed them that brown and they were like oh my god and actually even when you're seeing them apply it with the roller you're thinking oh my god this yeah. looks awful I really hope he's and, doing something with this and those stencils so he used a brown on the walls albeit it was a beautiful brown um, and then he used magnolia. Mm, that's classic classic colors combination which which really works and sometimes we think too hard about things and actually the classic colors they always look classic yes so um and what about that reveal obviously the reveal (laughs) we have to talk about the reveal because sarah was absolutely i think overjoyed like overly emotional about that transformation and rightly so i think it was again it was a kind of like love letter to her from 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 her friends you know mm. were kind of really this is this is so lovely and she i love the the hidden you know where she could put all of her stuff so her floor drape had somewhere to live again and and there was Lawrence waiting in there which made Lynn very very happy it did uh, so it was it was just it ticked all the boxes for me i was surprised by every element of the room i was surprised how it all came together and how it all worked um, and you just could not help but have a tear in your eye when she saw you saw her face and she was just look you're welling up now I Steph. am I just all, I really loved it <laughs> I am actually just because it's just so nice to to just see someone just be so happy yeah. with you know what yeah. their friends have done That's and what also Steph it's what you and I are all about people say oh you work you know you say what do you do for a living and say oh, we're working colour we do decorating we're kind of we talk about decorating and it's not about decorating it's about the transformation it's it really about is. the way a space makes you feel it's about the way it can uplift you and make you feel happy and and changing rooms can sometimes go the other way but this is all about making this people one happy was, this one was brilliant surprising and delighting and that's actually what we do for a living that's exactly it and I think despite despite the colours that were used you know we can talk all day long of course about the colours that were on the wall but the most important thing about any good design is that you're pleasing that person and it's Mm. really like it is really changing that person's life yeah it's personal it's it and that was just super fantastic to see and I know the whole team that worked on the show were really proud of this episode for for the reaction moments across both of them whether yeah. that was Sarah or whether that was Tom and Richard's room Absolutely. so that was brilliant so back to the futurism back so to the futurism did Jordan and Russell pull this one out of the bag well I think I think they did I think they did do you know what I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by this one because again it's you know imagine listeners you receiving that design on a piece of paper or over an email and you think, <laughs> wow, that is a lot of brown <laughs> yeah. again. Um, and you think, oh, I'm just not sure about this. I really hope yeah. these guys, when they say they like retro, I really hope they do <laughs> yes. because yes. that's what they're getting. Yeah, that's absolutely what they're getting. Yeah, but actually, you could tell they were kind of, they're quirky guys, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. You know, they, they clearly have a lot of retro influenced furniture. Mm-hmm. You know, they had that lovely old gramophone mm-hmm. from Tom's mum. 
you know, they had loads of vintage mirrors, a lovely yeah. Chesterfield sofa. So you could tell, like, they wanted desperately to inject some retro personality in that room. And also the cheekiness of the... Let's talk about the disco sausage. Oh, my gosh, the disco sausage. I want, I want one now. Maybe a disco chip with a disco sausage. <laughs> cocktail sausage but I just nice. I was looking at it thinking, where is this going where is this going when it was all wrapped around the chair it was just so, so you couldn't look at it without smiling I thought that was absolutely genius I thought it was really really funny and I liked well I didn't start off with the spatter effect so, that they had yeah, around that banquet yeah, seating I was thinking oh no yeah. but it did work in the end it did work I know that was that was a big point in the show where I know that Sarah <laughs> and Lynn were a bit like Ooh. whoa this is possibly going a bit too far and I yeah I, I kind of get it because yeah. at that point they're surrounded by this you know a different brown mm. not knowing of course they've got brown in their own room at this point as well they're surrounded by brown and, and we're unfair to call it brown. Brass buckle sounds brass much buckle, nicer, yes, doesn't it? Brass buckle. Um, brass buckle on all of the walls and that lovely kind of gold, but effectively brass buckle brown-esque mm. wallpaper on the ceiling. And then suddenly they've got this cobalt blue and they're splashing it all over the wall. <laughs> yeah. I can see why they were starting to feel nervous, <laughs> yeah, quite I honestly. Nervous. I was yeah. nervous until I saw the end result. And I thought the end result was really, it was so interesting was really because, lovely. because that table disappeared into it. Mm. And I thought that was quite magical because although it was there, it had completely disappeared. It was a, a real camouflage moment and it was this really special space. And yeah, yeah. but I'm just going to come back to the disco sausage. I think we should talk more about this disco sausage because I love I love that sequence in the show. It was just, you know, it, possibly not from a design perspective, I have to admit. I'm not sure about the disco design Aww. sausage and whether design a disco design sausage. Yes. From a design perspective, I'm not sure the disco sausage is coming to stores anytime soon, oh, personally. Yeah. But um, what a great bit of TV, seeing Anna wedge a broom handle into a disco sausage. Yeah. I thought that was just brilliant. <laughs> doesn't want to see that absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, i also yeah. love those the the records so that was a genius idea of 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 customizing those records into those favorite their yeah. favorite records they got this beautiful print really really simple and then over the top they painted little little sort of you know hints to what these records would be and i thought that was beautiful and when they were all framed up on the wall because again there was another thing that i was looking at and thinking is that going to work oh, well it's a bit yeah, naff i'm not yeah. sure how that's going to work and then they were all framed up and there's a little pop of color on the frame and that just made it and that's another thing that that paint can do mm. that little pop on a frame to pull the whole kind of story together and that yeah. was i love that i love that yeah i too was feeling a bit nervous at that point i mm. thought oh you know, Lynn, Sarah, and 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 Russell and Jordan have all gone a bit crazy <laughs> at this point. Um, but actually, you're right. It was just it was just a really lovely personal touch. And because those records and those, yeah, that's what they were using the room for, wasn't it? Yeah. To play those records on the gramophone. So it's really nice to be able to put that into the scheme. Um, but yeah, this is definitely uh, definitely something that I'm sure a lot of people will be doing in there cocktail bars mm. that they're going to be recreating at home. Something else we should talk about is their outfits. <gasps> Aren't they cool? Their I, outfits. And yeah. In fact, guys, if you haven't checked this out and you've, you've seen any of the episodes, you've got to just keep looking at Russell and Jordan's outfits. They literally dress 
in the kind of before and after that they change their, their clothes change it's, and it's just amazing they kind of blend into the background they kind of give away what the room's going to look like in what they're wearing and the shoes are amazing as well so I absolutely love their outfits it's a tick 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 for me the outfits were yeah. particularly special I did actually I really liked their choices this episode yeah, I know yeah. we're moving away from interiors now people and we're colour. talking about fashion <laughs> yeah but I just yeah I thought Jordan's shirt was amazing it you know was. with the with the blues it and was. the and the browns and everything I thought it just looked brilliant yeah. and the reveal did you think they liked the design oh yeah they did. They were a bit sort of. I, I, I think they were probably not so sure about the spatter, but I just think they loved the whole idea of that room being invented for something that was yeah. about fun. It was about having friends over. It was about having a drink and a giggle, and they just got that absolutely spot on. And I thought that was really, really lovely. Yeah, it was really lovely. There was something else in the design as well. I was going to mention as well was the choosing of that. And we we're going to go back to brown. Choosing that particular brown, where. Jordan and Russell, they 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 got a, a tester and put it on the walls. There were two browns that they were thinking of, they were. but they wanted to test them in the space to see what it would look like in the colour, in that in and the light. And that's so very wise, that really yeah, really wise. wise. I thought that was really really clever. So yeah, I have to say, tick tick tick, it's made. All yeah, the boxes. and it, and uh, like I say, it was it was definitely a surprise, <laughs> a surprise of the series for yeah, me that actually yeah. that turned out just far better than I actually ever thought yeah, that it would yeah, when definitely. I saw the original design and I'm really happy that they like it mm. I think it's it's quite a strong choice though isn't it so yeah. I'm not I'm not 100% sure that they loved it maybe I don't know I think I think maybe Richard was a bit like oh maybe there's a few touches <laughs> that are quite you know that maybe will change after everyone leaves yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, I thought it was a design success yeah, personally. Yeah, I, did yeah too. I thought it was it was a great use of taking the brief and actually really delivering on it. Yeah. So and well done plastic. and sticky back plastic. Sticky Gosh, back plastic on the roof. God, we've gone properly later in this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely loved that. I thought that was fantastic. Well done, Russell and Jordan mm-hmm. and Lawrence, of course, yes. for his um, Marvel design for sure. As you can tell, we have our own opinions on this week's episode, but we would love to know what you think too. Pop us a DM on our Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know what you think of the show and those absolutely fantastic designs this week. We would love to know your highlights, so do get in touch. So let's continue our Changing Rooms journey with our very special guest for today's episode. Today we're joined by Anna Richardson, the lovely new host for the rebooted Changing Rooms series on Channel 4. And with over 20 years experience at the heart of British broadcasting, Anna is not only an award-winning writer and presenter, but a household name fronting some of our favourite TV shows, including Naked Attraction, which is my absolute favourite show. We talk about it all the time, don't we? We're always looking, always looking, girls. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You might regret that. (laughs) Secret Eaters, How to Save a Grand, Super Shoppers, to name but a few. And not content with being a stellar TV presenter, she is also the author of two books on food and dieting, a frequent podcast host, and is also a qualified cognitive hypnotherapist, don't you know? Well, should we find out she's also an interiors fan? Because here she is, Anna. Hello and welcome to the Let's Colour podcast. Hello, can I just say I sound amazing? You do sound amazing. Don't I'll I give sound you that. incredible? I was, I was reading that thinking, who is this human being? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hi girls, it's lovely to be here. Yeah, it's really fantastic to have you um, in sunny Slough. And it is actually sunny. It is. We usually I can't say believe it. sunny yep. Slough and I cannot it's believe terrible, it. isn't it? But it is actually really nice today. I know, it's beautiful outside. <laughs> but we're stuck in colour heaven. We are. And that's who wants to be outside when actually no, exactly. I'm in this beautiful spectrum. 
of, of gloriousness. It is glorious. It's glor- surrounded by colour yeah. as we are at the moment. So shall we get to it? We want to ask you all things changing rooms, of course. So our first question for you is, do you remember the first series of changing rooms? Were you a fan? And tell us kind of your fondest memories of that original series. Of course. Of course I remember changing rooms. <laughs> I mean, wasn't? we are, I think, probably a similar age, yeah. the three girls around this table. Keenan is a young man sitting in the <laughs> corner. He won't even remember what changing rooms is. No, We do. We do. <laughs> Of course I do. And do you know what? I've got very fond memories of those series, of being, you know, a student and in my 20s and just watching the chaos unfold. And I remember tears, lots of tears on screen. (laughs) I remember broken teapots. I remember MDF. I remember a budget of five hundred pounds. God, um, I forgot about that. Actually, the budget. Yeah, the budget right. was was risible. Yeah. And of course, I remember Anna Ryder Richardson, who people still mistake me for. Oh, you're right. <laughs> and oh, we gosh. have the same agent as well. So when people hear that Anna Richardson's doing changing rooms, I suspect they'll think it's Anna Ryder Richardson. Yeah. So we're interchangeable. It's fine. Yeah, and she gets calls about you know naked people on TV That's all the it. time as well. <laughs> she oh. loves it. Yeah, I bet she does. Yeah. <laughs> Any favourite moments from those shows back? in the day you mentioned the teapot moment that's infamous right yeah I mean I think everybody uh, will remember that and certainly if you don't remember it YouTube it because it's hilarious yeah um, but a, a woman with a sort of vintage collection a legacy collection of teapots which were very very finely balanced on some shelves MDF shelves which then collapsed yeah. on camera breaking thousands of pounds and memories and shattering dreams um, what's which, not to like? What's not to love yeah. about that? So obviously we we tried to recreate that in in every way possible on the new series. Oh, it was one of my favourite shows from back in the day for sure. So I was so happy when it came back. <laughs> Thinking about when you got that call. Mm. Now, when you got that call from the team, were there any reservations, or was it a kind of maybe or an absolute solid yes? Uh, Marianne, an absolute (laughs) solid yes. I was so excited when I heard it was coming back. And when I got the call to say, would you be interested? I mean, they didn't even get to the end of the sentence before it was, of course, I would love to do that. Um, I mean, genuinely, for me and my career, this is a real high point for me. I'm, I'm delighted to be able to do it, genuinely. Because... Not only is it a heritage show, and I think it's it's such a, a well loved show, but also it's a chance for me to learn. Mm. I mean, you know, what it's like professionally when you feel I know what I'm doing now. Mm. However, there's always the chance to learn something. Yeah. On changing rooms for me, it was absolutely that that mm. series where I know what I'm doing as a presenter. I don't know what I'm doing creatively. So it's actually very exciting mm. to be around artistic and creative people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You sort of mentioned there about this learning experience. Like, do you do you have an interest in interiors? Was that part of the appeal of wanting to do the show? Apart from the fact that it's, you know, a legacy and so iconic. Was there something about the interiors bit that interested you? A hundred percent. Yeah. So in my heart, I'm a creative person. Yeah. Tragically, that hasn't <laughs> really evolved um, or been realised in, in my life. I, so I started doing art A-level and got thrown off for oh um, insubordinance and uh, <laughs> for, for general lack of talent, I was also told, <laughs> by my art teacher. So in my head, I'm Picasso. Yeah. But tragically, it just doesn't seem to translate. Um, so I, I, I'm very interested in, t- in interiors. Mm, I just mm. don't know how to do it properly apply it yeah and we hear that all the time don't we from people you know everyone loves color can appreciate color but just 
kind of can't possibly you know translate it onto their walls so it's really it's 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 an enormous skill and I I mean I was saying to you guys anyway off mic yeah how impressed I am by people who have the creativity and the vision to be able to realize a 3d space that um makes you happy or can change your mood or is something that you can live with really really well it's an an extraordinary skill and even when I just arrived at the Dulux Academy I mean Steph you were showing me around you know this is the colour of 2021 I was going god that's really beautiful and I love this and I could see this in my flat I'm very excited by it I just don't know how to to do do it myself yeah Yeah. and I was going to ask you about the flat because you've just moved into a new flat have you decorated are you going to decorate oh I've decorated but I've decorated in white oh so right well that was my my vision uh so I said to the builder I can see I can see white maybe maybe a slight off-white oh yeah that's that's about (laughs) as far as and and a grey carpet so I am all about the greige yeah and I I think it's because I can't, I was saying to Marianne earlier on, and I know you're Dr. Dulux, I can't see colour unless it's physically on a wall in front of me Mm. and I can see where the sun is and the furniture within it. I don't understand it. So it's it's a sort of random, a random concept Mm. that I don't get unless it's on the wall in front of me. So where we're sitting at the moment doing this podcast, I can see a beautiful sort of grey green wall in front of me which I respond to emotionally I think mm, is stunning yeah. we've got a lovely blue to my right as well which I'm I'm struggling with however however I can see it's a beautiful tone but if, if that was just on a colour card yeah it wouldn't make any sense to me yeah at all so I massively admire people that are able to visualize that the visualizer tool is what we're all about helping people visualize those things on their walls I am going to get us back on track yes on the show because we could talk about color for a million years and I want to know all about the dynamics with Mm. the new team so what was it like working with Lawrence working with Russell and Jordan working with Tilly so what was it like well certainly between the designers imagine Imagine three boxes in a ring. And we can... <laughs> if, if you think of Russell and Jordan, they're sort of as one, really, because they're married and they work together yeah. and they've got, you know, very much um, one idea creatively. Mm. And then you've got Lawrence, who is the dark lord of design. <laughs> so imagine the, the, these three boxes in, in a ring squaring up to each other and sort of circling around before somebody lands the first punch. It was, it was sort of like that to begin with, but with a lot of love in their hearts. But, you know, they were sizing each other up, trying to work out... You know who's who's got who's got the greatest vision here. Yeah. The boys to begin with were very very clear about the fact that listen, sunshine, yeah. you're nearly sixty. You're <laughs> old school. Okay, we're the new kids on the block. We're in our late thirties, and I think that they they very much see themselves as uh, you know that they, they they are the new generation. They've got mm. the vision. Mm. Lawrence is is the granddaddy of design. Yeah. Having said that. We all got on fantastically well, and I really do mean that. It's very difficult on screen to gauge chemistry Mm. with people. Mm. We definitely have it, and we laughed every single day. But that doesn't dismiss the fact that there is a great deal of competition between them. Yeah, it was one of our questions, wasn't it, we were going to ask you, and I'm really glad that you teased that out, because 
obviously we had two LG in here this morning. They were much we? more polite. They, they, were, they, were super super nice. Nice. they were super nice. And we knew we knew it wasn't the truth. Yeah, we were like, There's oh, something, yeah. Anna will tell us what's really going on. Scratch beneath their fake tan and you'll yeah. get, you will get the <laughs> truth from those two boys. I know what they're like. They are very professional and they're very polite. They are. They are lovely, lovely guys. Yeah, really. But they, really we lovely. knew that they were just Yeah, really they're nice, just really. very well brought up boys. Yeah, they are. They are. So we obviously have been recording this show, not this show, the changing room show in you know this global pandemic that we now know to be covid so how how has that been because i imagine it was incredibly tough kind of going through that and and having this kind of giant bubble this giant traveling bubble that you had to travel around in what was it like having to to isolate during the show do you know what i won't lie um it was incredibly difficult it was incredibly challenging for a number of reasons I think it's it was really important that we had to do it. Yeah. And in fairness, yeah. I think to to Channel Four and to Dulux, the COVID protocols needed to be very very strict. Yeah. Because we were doing something that uh, a lot of other broadcasters haven't done. Yeah. So moving around as a sort of you know thirty five strong bubble, yeah. moving around the country in the middle of a pandemic, going in and out of people's houses. Yeah. So we had to be extremely safe. Yeah. Having said that, it's not natural is it for human mm. beings and particularly creative human beings to not mix yeah. and not be able to socialize not be able to chat so it yeah. was hard but i have to say dare i say that possibly it made people even more creative mm. i mean certainly lawrence would go back to his room every evening and he would sit and he would draw i know that because he was yeah. very proud about telling us every single day that how creative he'd been in his <laughs> in his room. Whereas I think most other people just sat and drank. Yeah, but, and watch um, Netflix. Watch yeah. Netflix exactly. Yeah. But he was he took the time to be extremely creative. Yeah. And I think it forced us to really focus actually yeah. because normally in television, I mean, you, you know, you socialise and you mix and you kind of, you know, you're out having a, a load of beers and yeah, you know, yeah. gossiping. But this forced us to actually really focus on the job. Mm. Yeah, and and I guess for the, for those who don't know, it was was like a a good like five six weeks isolation wasn't it you had to do the pre-isolation you know and that was one big long five six week shoot wasn't it that's yeah that's a lot it, to ask of people I won't lie I personally found it very very difficult yeah so the initial five day isolation in order to form the bubble yeah um in retrospect now was a breeze yeah moving moving on to doing sort of four or five weeks on the road of not being able to mix yeah um is extremely isolating yeah and it's it's tough and i'm i can't wait to see the back of it I've, yeah I've, I've got to be honest. <laughs> yeah. we're out the other side now it's it's fine we're almost there and of course it will be on our screens very soon Yay. so i can't wait to see the creative output now we talked about competition a little mm. bit of a little bit of sort of drama, not com- no, a little tension between the designers. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Anna. Go on. Now, <laughs> did you have a favourite design? I'm wavering between fear and trepidation <laughs> and excitement here. I'm sort of vacillating between all those emotions for fear of what might happen if I actually am honest and say that 2LG had the design that was my favourite. And I'm, I'm obviously terrified because when Lawrence hears this, he will never he, forgive me. He won't me. listen to this. He's too busy drawing. He's not going to listen to this. No. Don't worry. Now then, it's interesting this because when you're dealing with designers and you know this yourself, that they are so creatively extraordinary and the way they can visualise space may not necessarily be the space you wish to live in. 
for ordinary human beings. Mm. So as an ordinary person who lives in an ordinary flat, I could walk into either Lawrence's space or the boy's space and think, what the... Yeah. What have you done? Even though I can appreciate that yeah. this is living theatre yeah. and it's an extraordinary vision. Quite tricky to live in, I think, a lot of the time. Mm. However, the boys in Leeds created this really beautiful, very soft, dare I say it, grazy room, which is obviously <laughs> my favourite because I can't see colour. Yeah. Um, a really beautiful, very natural room in Leeds for one of the contributors, which had a lot of very sort of soft, and obviously I haven't got the terminology, and uh, Marianne, you can help me with this, but a lot of sort of soft kind of like pebbles and beiges and naturals yeah. and hessians, as well as sort of sugary pinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was beautiful. And it was a room that you could live in, yeah. I think, as opposed to the theatre yeah. of somebody's imagination. Does that make sense? It does. It's, it's those colours of, those soft colours of nature, where nature and human beings come together, the sort of flesh and, and stone and wood and beautiful, tranquil spaces. Yeah, you've described that beautifully. Well, you I was see, there. You, you absolutely have the vocab in a way that I don't. <laughs> I'm there going, well, it was sort of beige. But no, you're right. And that, that appeals to me personally because I... Um, have a place in the countryside, I love the countryside, and so those very soft naturals appeal to me. Whereas Lawrence, and I think the man is a genius, but Lawrence is sort of, and I've said this to him before, he has a sort of vomit of imagination that comes out <laughs> on somebody's wall. Yeah. I, and they've I then got to live it. There's a lot of purple and cerise. I love on. purple. We've talked does, about this, haven't we? We've just, done yeah. a, we've just done a purple special podcast oh. in Ode. <laughs> To LLB, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, where we talked a lot about purple and that being his favourite colour. So. It really is. Yeah. That will never die. Everything's yeah. purple. <laughs> yeah, I know you think it should, but it just doesn't, does it? It, it will live on forever. He's just a sort of human quality street. Do you know what I mean, Lawrence? <laughs> so, yes. which, which I love him for because, you know, his designs are very much these stunning sort of jewel colours. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, the man's a genius. Yeah. But living inside his head must be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. You just, who knows what's going on inside there, really. So on, on a similar vein, any juicy gossip for us? Because um, as we've said, like, you know, the Jordan and Russell, they were quite tame. They couldn't give us hardly any and gossip. I, and, and you I, can tell us anything because we won't tell anybody. We won't tell else. anyone. No one's listening. No one's listening. You see, now this is the thing. I could tell you so very much, which <laughs> wouldn't. Need to be edited out, um, but it does involve. Uh, there's a lot. There's loads of juicy gossip that involves inevitably alcohol, and um, and just just general foul play. We love a bit of Did foul play. Did they try and scupper each other's designs? Was, Ooh, it, was there yes. any sort of badness going on where somebody would pinch the paint or kind of like do? Do you know, actually... Like Bake-off style. Yeah, Bake-off style. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I yeah. have to say, I think Lawrence was a little bit. Not. I mean, listen, you're dealing with a man who's nearly 60. He is changing rooms. In he his is. head, he's changing rooms as well. And in his head, he's also royalty. So Lawrence very much believes that everybody is there for his use and at his disposal. <laughs> Whether you're meant to be sharing that team or not, it's all about Lawrence. Yeah. So he was a little bit naughty in that he took a lot of tibbies time we've heard about tibby time time. we We have heard about that he did take a lot of tibby time and there there were a couple of occasions where the boys were a little a little emotional about that 
um, because actually it just meant that they were really, really behind. Yeah. And I think given yeah. that they're new to television and they're new to doing this kind of thing anyway, mm. was perhaps a little cheeky of Lawrence. Yeah, we push, have to push the boat a little bit. Yeah, we might talk to Tibby about that. We've got Tibby in, haven't we? We'll, we'll, talk, we'll yeah, raise that with we're him. Gonna ask him with I think we ought to get you off the kind of like the hook of, of, of dishing the dirt. We can talk about that afterwards. We'll, we'll do a, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll I'll, do I'll a, tell yeah. you over, over a stiff vodka. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> right, another one about kind of high points, like high points and low points. So what were the real high points, those real moments of like, oh, this is just the best, any of those? Do you know, I mean, you're creative people anyway. I think that the high points for me were very much being part of a creative team, creative minds, laughing every single day. And just being around people who are unlike you and who are... I mean, I said earlier on about, you know, the, the creative mind. People who are able to take a space and turn it into something extraordinary and know how to do that is mm. very, very exciting to be around. So that skill set mm. is thrilling. Yeah. You know, where all I can do is talk for a living. So being around <laughs> somebody who's able to, you know, like Tibby, for example, create something extraordinary out of wood or the painters who are able to see colour with Lawrence and the boys, it's thrilling. Mm. to be around that mm. also I think high points in terms of uh, the response that we'd get from the contributors yeah. that when you finally do the three two one open your eyes this is what we've created for you just to get that human emotion mm. is why I do my job mm. yeah and there were many tears mm. not sure whether it was exhaustion despair or yeah. happiness yeah but many, many tears and also loads and loads and loads of laughter. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always say to people these days, I'm, I'm 50 and there's only, there's only ever really three reasons to do a job when you hit this age. One is that you have a really good laugh yeah. in work. Okay, tick. The other is to get paid a hell of a lot of money. Never happens. Okay. <laughs> or the third thing is to make a difference to somebody's life. Yeah. That's why you do your work. Yeah. So that was a high point for me. Yeah, oh, I don't want to talk about the low points now because I'm I'm really happy. I know, we're happy but, with the, we, happy, the good the, points. The guilty pleasure, everybody. We want to know where was the rock bottom moment. Where you, where did you want to go home? Throw the towel in. I mean, we talked a little bit about that. You know, the the, the COVID protocols mm. very much were tricky, and you know that that was very testing in terms of being able to make a creative project under very severe restrictions. Was pushed us all, I think, to mm. to, to to the edge. However. In terms of making telly, there are a couple of low points just in terms of, you know, again, whether the contributors were, were crying out of despair um, oh, no. or, or whether it actually done something wonderful for them. Yeah. Genuinely having to manage people's expectations yeah. and their emotion, as well as just the process of making TV. It's hard. It's exhausting. Plus the fact you have to tread very carefully around people's homes mm. their memories what yeah. they've built yeah. so you're going into somebody's space you know you're traipsing all over it albeit for, for a creative reason mm. you're traipsing all over their home and you're taking a, a, a space and turning it into something you think they're going to like and you have to navigate their feelings mm. I mean you'll know this Marianne anyway as, as, as an artist and as somebody that understands colour and you know and working with Dulux it's emotional. Mm. 
Yeah, it's personal, isn't it's it? It's personal. Yeah, it is personal. Yep, yep, yep. So that's where I have to bring my skill set in, is managing people's expectations, their disappointment, and also their memories. Um, and that, that's, that can be quite tough. Can you give us some sneak peeks as to what the rest of the series will hold? And I know we can't reveal any of the, any of the designs, any of the big moments, because we don't want any of those spoilers. But our challenge to you is, in three words... Can you describe changing rooms? What three words would you choose? Gosh, irreverent. Oh, funny. Yeah. Creative. I know that that's a little bit of a catch-all, isn't it? Um, I might have to use a couple more. I'm going to say creatively extraordinary. Mm. I'm going to use some more theatrical. <laughs> but then finally, finally, I would say happy. Yeah. And I think we all need that. We do Actually. need that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is why I think it's just the perfect time to bring back something like Changing Rooms, isn't it? Where we've been locked in our four walls and we just need that joy on our TV. And it's just, it's going to be so joyful to watch. I can't wait for it. It really will be, honestly. It's it's going to be laugh out loud. Yeah. As well as, I think, some lovely, you know, reveal moments mm. of wow. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're great words. And to be fair, we gave two LG six words, so it's only fair that you take some more exactly. words as well. Exactly. Five will do. So our last thing for you, well, almost our last thing for you, is we uh, have a segment on our normal podcast called Dr. Dulux, don't we? So we have actual Dr. Dulux here, and here she is popping on her actual stethoscope, which you won't be able to see, listeners, but it is going on. Um, so <laughs> It's genuinely... <laughs> you can't hear. Genuinely, it's there. It's Ramana. It's there. Ramana. Yep, 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 I've um, become Dr. Dulux. So we know that you've obviously you've just moved into to a new flat so have you got a decorating dilemma to ask dr dulux because we're going to solve it for you right now yeah. and we're going to see if we can actually leave you have your little goodie bag to take with you of joyful things a prescription a, a, a prescription a, yes 100 percent. well as i have already said to you girls um i find uh visualizing color really really difficult yeah now my favorite color we've talked about the colors of nature yeah and actually my favorite color is the spectrum of pink. So imagine one of those beautiful soft seashells mm. that you'd find on the beach. I love pinks. I have no idea how you'd use pink. I have a loft room that needs to be painted. I'm going to lean on you live on air to do it. Um, Amazing, but I, I, I want to be able to introduce a sort of blush or even a sort of skin-coloured I'm really describing this badly, aren't I? <laughs> Beautifully. No, Not you at me. All. I'm there. Go on, carry We're on. There. A yeah. sort of natural, fleshy pink into my loft room. Mm. But I would have no idea how on earth, what you have to think about, whether you've got to think about whether the room is southeast or northwest. Or, I just don't understand colour. Yeah. Well, you know, the first thing that's very interesting is, is you like this sort of flesh colour. And obviously... You know, this relates to to your previous life in television, and they can see what that that, that sort of it's rubbed yeah, off on you. It's definitely oh, rubbed off on you. So there's seen too many, sort of, yeah, beautiful you know. flesh tones. Also, one of the wonderful things about pink and your love of pink is it it captures part of your personality. Pink is red without the scary. Pink yeah. is red with all the fun without the scary, and that's probably why you love it. And I am going to prescribe a beautiful colour for you. I'm going to prescribe a colour called Potter's Pink. I'm going to write this down. I think. And what we are going to do is I'm, I would also prescribe that you download the Dulux Visualizer. It's a free app. 
and you'll be able to pop Potter's Pink in there and you'll be able to see that live on your walls at home. So no way. Yes, absolutely. It's the coolest thing in the whole yeah. wide world. Why did I not know about this before the podcast? So you, you have, a, you've got a visual, Dulux has a visualiser. Does it do? Does it for yeah, you? it's incredible. It, it is incredible and it will work around so you can just choose a colour, choose your favourite colour and you can see it on your walls in real time. You can move the camera around and see it on different walls. You can save pictures, you can share yeah. them with your friends. So you can practically decorate. In fact, you don't have to decorate the room. You can just show people pictures. Never get a paintbrush out ever again. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we prefer if you did yes. if you did go yes. on and buy the paint because otherwise we wouldn't have a job anymore. <laughs> However, in theory, yes, you're yes. right. You could just do it on the app yeah. and pretend. Yeah. Yeah. Did you girls create this app? We should lie and tell people that we did actually do it because yes. that would impress people. Yes, we but did actually do it. We're we're very much the colour masterminds behind the scenes that do all the hard work, obviously. Yes, and then some actual very intelligent people do all of the programming and yeah. things. But 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 creatively, it was your idea. Um, yeah, let's say that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I take, take the no one else is here. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I've got to tell you, genuinely for me, I didn't know that you had this app. Yeah. You had the visualiser. Yeah. It's our best kept secret, isn't it? Mm. This, this app. That is amazing to know because for an ordinary person who is creative but is unable to see colour, that is a fantastic tool. It is. And I absolutely, I promise you that I'm going to use that. Oh, it's music time. It, it is. It is. Yes. It is. Yes. And then the best thing, I think, as well, is that you can then order your testers and then they will arrive through the post within a couple of days. So there you go. You don't even have to leave your house in order to come get that paint on the wall. Oh, which is God, really I'm immediately to the visualiser and I'm looking at Potter's pink. Yes. Can, it's can a I stand colour. down as Dr. Dulux now? You can take I, the I'm stethoscope going to take off the stethoscope if you like. Off. Yeah. Back in the room. <laughs> there we go. Marianne is back. Oh well, I hope you enjoyed your uh, your Doctor Dulux experience. I didn't. You know, honestly, I love the vocab that you use. Obviously, because you you are an artist and you understand colour. I guess you you you've got to have the vocab to go with those colours and to describe pink as you know it's it's the drive, it's the life force, but without yeah. the anger. Yeah, is a wonderful way. Yeah, of describing pink. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, it's it's yeah a giggle of a color. I think yeah, it's a great color. We have a lot of lot of love for pink. We made an entire episode on pink, we did, didn't we? Yes. So um, yeah, and also looks great with green. I know uh, you know we do like a house plant with our oh, yeah, with our yeah. pink, oh. don't we? Just to kind of breathe a bit more life yeah, yeah, yeah. into that red slash pink. So mm. absolutely. Mm. Do you know what we've got Tibby in, and we were going to ask him what was in his toolbox, and we wanted to know if you knew what was in his toolbox and if you'd had a sneaky peek. No one knows what's in Tibby's toolbox. Oh, and that's a shame. We'll have to ask. It, that's that's a, that's a trade secret. Mm, so you coaxed it out of him. No, do you know, Tibby, actually, genuinely, and I don't know whether this will make the edit, but just so that, that you guys know as well, Tibby worked away a lot, mm. as in off set yeah. quite a lot because he had to have his own workstation so he was away from the rooms quite a lot yeah and was so busy that it was quite difficult to get any time with him actually yeah. what is extraordinary about tibby is that he is a true craftsman so he does not cut corners and that's partly why i think he ended up being so exhausted and emaciated by the end of the shoot was because <laughs> oh, he was sort of doing 15 16 hour days yeah. because he wants to do everything correctly and I love him for that. Mm. So he's a wonderful Sikh guy mm. who takes things very seriously and wants to do the right thing yeah. by everybody. And that means doing something correctly. Yeah. So nobody knows what's in Tibby's toolbox, only Tibby. Maybe there's another little Tibby in there to help him. <gasps> that could be. looking. 
Make we'll ask do. him. Could be. It wouldn't surprise me. I understand he can play tunes on his tools as well, so we're quite interested in that. <laughs> I'm hoping he is going to bring his massive saw in. And, I'd love um, it if he did, but yeah. yeah, it's a shame we're not filming this. Unfortunately, we would never be able to see. But I, I think it, I've heard he can play jingle bells on his tools. Really? Yeah. Anyway, we'll ask him later, but, uh, you know, I think that's that's definitely a party <laughs> trick, isn't it? So, on that note, we should move on um, to end our interview, because sadly we are nearly at the end of our time with you. Um, we like to ask all of our guests, I think you might have answered this, but, you know, just in case we haven't coaxed out of you, do you have a favourite colour? And if this is your favourite colour, why do you think it is your favourite colour? Hmm. I'm not allowed to say white. No, I know. <laughs> that's not allowed. Do I have a favourite colour? Um, I do. I mean, we've talked about pink, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and that reminds me of when I was little and the seashells I used to be able, used to pick up when I and I used to collect when I was little on a holiday, and also the very beautiful setting sun. However, I think what I would say is one of my favourite vistas would be I have a little cottage up in the Staffordshire Moorlands, um, and one of my favourite views is when I open my curtains on a winter morning, overlooking a valley. And seeing that very soft grey mist. Mm. So that would probably be my favourite colour on a winter's morning. Oh, that's a picture I've got in my head now. And that sounds, I want to be there now, I think, definitely. That sounds lovely. Well, I mean, sadly, though, that does actually bring us to the end of our interview today because we have run out of time with you. But it has been an absolute pleasure to have you uh, and just to kind of have a really good chat. You've been amazing to chat with. So thank you for having me, girls. Yeah, and I have to say, I am going to be rabbiting on once the cameras have, well, cameras and the microphone have, have, have cut. I'm going to be rabbiting on. But I'm going to ask Dr. Julux, I'm going to put you on the spot. So imagine a winter's morning, a soft grey mist. What colour would it be? Oh, there is a beautiful colour called coastal mist. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So this sort of pebbles on the beach that you were collected as a child and then this gorgeous sort of mm. misty, very, very soft blue-grey. It's gorgeous. I'm going to that down. I'm Coastal like that. mist. There you go. Thank you very oh, much, Dr. Julep. It's well, been a pleasure. Yes, it's been such a pleasure having you and we are so excited for what's to come on the show. And uh, if we weren't excited enough already, after today, we are even more excited. So thank you so much for your time. It's been brilliant. And good luck with the rest of the series. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute privilege. Well, that almost brings us to the very end of this week's episode. But don't worry, we'll be back at the same time next week for another juicy instalment packed full of all the gossip from the latest Changing Rooms show. What else have we got coming up, Steph? Well, this is a good one. <laughs> Listeners, in next week's instalment, the penultimate oh. episode of the series, which is sad times, isn't it? Mm. We're going to make it an absolute belter of an episode, aren't mm -hmm. we? We will be welcoming one of the amazing couples that have welcomed the whole Changing Rooms team into their home to complete a transformation We'll be asking them all about their experiences of the show and how they are enjoying their new space now that the teams have gone. I wonder if they really do like the design. Oh, Should we I find know. out? I can't wait to hear from them. We'll also be doing a deep dive into the latest episode, giving you our opinions on the designs and walking you through how to recreate them in your own homes for yourselves. And I will get my white coat on as Dr. Gilux, of course. Of course. And if you have enjoyed listening to today's show, then please, please, please head on over to your preferred podcast platform and hit that subscribe button so you can be kept up to date with further fantastic content from us and, of course, from across the show. 
Also, do leave us a short review and tell us what you think about the show. We genuinely enjoy hearing your feedback, so do take a moment if you can. Yes, thank you so much for your support. We can't do this show without you. And that's it here that's it. from Dulux HQ, Steph. So, bye-bye for now. Please do come back for another episode of Let's Colour! Thank you.